the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Well, as we know, the Matildas are in town. I'm really excited about our next chat because this lady has achieved so much in her football career. Would you believe she's got a sports ground named after her in her birthplace in Queensland? She's played for the Perth Glory and only in March of this year did she decide to retire from football after appearing 54 times for the Matildas and having a great career in the A-League women's competition. As I said, she played for the glory with distinction. And Alexa Parkas, who was a coach when she announced her retirement, said that Kim has been a long-serving asset to the women's game and to the wider context of Australian football. And also Anthony Radich, the CEO of the Perth Glory, says that Kim's place as one of Perth Glory's greats is well and truly deserved. Huge accolades from her Coach Alex Aparkas and, of course, the Perth Glory CEO in Anthony Radich. And it gives me my great pleasure to have Kim on the program. Kim, thanks for your time. Thanks, Peter. Thanks for having me. How are you handling retirement? Oh, it's not been too bad. I just moved straight back into my full-time job that I was juggling at the same time as playing. So uh, that one's keeping me busy enough. How difficult was that? Because, as we know, the landscape possibly for women's football has changed for the better in recent times. But what was it like trying to juggle your passion for football and, of course, trying to earn an honest living? Yeah, look, it's something that um, over the years got, got more difficult to do. Obviously, our sport's growing, and um, rightly so, and um, the demands for that obviously increased. But I've uh, had a great boss over the last seven-plus years that's been um, really accommodating and flexible with me and allowing me to, to juggle both. Um, so I've been one of the lucky ones and been able to do that. In your career, as we know, you originated from a place called Tully in Queensland, and I believe in Tully, if you go there, there is the Kim Carroll Sporting Fields. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. So my little local uh, soccer club and also cricket uh, ground is uh, named after me, and, um, you know, uh, it's a great little connection to home still and mum and dad are still up there and um yeah I was lucky enough to to have that named after me and and a little bit of help from um actually one of my very first coaches in football. Fantastic uh well there you go uh Kim and you mentioned uh, a real close connection with Tully in Queensland a real close connection also with the Brisbane Raw because you had a what think about two or three stints there and a couple at the Perth Glory, yet you've decided to remain in Perth. Uh, reasons for that? It's a beautiful place. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I moved over, well, I guess a little backstory. I moved over uh, eight years ago now. It was meant to be for one season. Um, and I decided to stay after that season and kind of made Perth my home. I love it here. Um, beautiful city. And um, I've made some really good friends and, my partner's here now, so um, this has become home. Fantastic, uh, and it's great having you here in, in Perth. Can I ask you about your career with the Matildas? Uh, as I mentioned, you just retired from football in March of this year, so it was only a few months ago. Uh, we had the FIFA Women's World Cup where you just gobsmacked the interest 
in this country or did you see it coming? Uh, I don't know if I saw it coming as big as it was, um, but certainly I love that it was. Um, myself got even hooked and I was back and forth between Perth and Sydney and Brisbane and um, lots of flights in a short period of time chasing games, but um, it was great to see um, finally the Matildas getting some recognition that probably we've deserved and a lot of past plays even before me have, you know, been working towards. So um, I love that now Matildas are well-known stars and um, and they've got that following. So hopefully it continues and, and, and it can trickle down into the to the A-League as well. But tell us about your journey because you got your first cap at senior level. You played in the under-20s for Australia, but you got your first senior cap for the Matildas in 2005. And basically you were part of the Matildas for a long period just before your retirement. Did it grow during your time from what was seemingly a real part-time commitment to where it was just before you retired? Yes, it certainly did. Um, I was lucky enough to to have some really good senior players that um, really started to drive that that motion into getting us to professional and and payments and and conditions that we're looking after players. So um, I sort of grew up in that era where um, we were making those changes and um, if I take you back to, to some of my first camps as a Matilda, um, you know, we were only getting paid for international games overseas. Um, we were still doing our washing ourselves or paying for our own internet at hotels. Um, so there's just been a lot of, a lot of change and in the right direction for, um, allowing players to, to commit full-time to, to actually playing and being athletes and, and being the best versions of themselves. As we know, a lot of now the Matildas players do play abroad. You spent a season in Denmark. Uh, are you surprised that so many players are now playing their craft in, in major leagues ab- abroad? No, I think, you know, as an athlete, you've got to push yourself and challenge yourself. And whether that's, you know, in a different league, in a, in a different country or, or just living abroad, in general, uh, to grow yourself as a person. Um, I think it's always going to happen. Um, people move for, for better jobs all the time or or different jobs to challenge themselves. So um, players need to experience that and, and whether that works out for them or not um, is obviously an individual case. But, um, you know, we can already see this year with the W, um, with the A-League that, you know, we're getting players back um, and supporting the A-League clubs and, um, I think that will continue to happen. I'll tell you what, Kim, uh, I do uh, a bit of work for the Perth Glory. I MC their chairman's functions, and it was the double header last Sunday. So I had the opportunity mm-hmm. to sit down as a spectator and view the A-League women's match between the Glory and the Newcastle Jets. And I must confess, I was totally blown away by the skill level and the type of football that was played. It was on the edge of your seat stuff, and the skill factor was so high, it was a really good game to watch. It probably doesn't surprise you that there are a lot of talented individuals playing football in the A-League women's competition here in Australia. Nah, it doesn't surprise me. Obviously, I've only just hung up the boots and played with a lot of the girls that are still on the team this year. So um, I've been in contact and, you know, they're feeling really good, the girls. And, and you know, there's um, a, a lot... To look forward to this season, I think, you know, two rounds in and, and a longer season this year, so four home and away. 
Um, so I'm looking forward to them, you know, top of the table at the moment, two rounds in, but it'll be good to see them stay up there and and um, hopefully beat our past couple of years where we've just been pushed out of the top four. Alan Stadjic was the coach of the Matildas when they got to number four in the world, the highest ranking they've had in the world, and that would have been during your playing days. Uh, it must have been a heck of a squad when you're involved uh, with Alan taking the Australian team to number four in the world. Yeah, you have got the likes of a lot of players that are, that are still in there. They're just, they've just grown up a little bit and they've matured. So, um, you know, we still had that, that group, core group of players that, that are probably still all in the squad now. You know, Sam, Caitlin, um, Emily Van Egmond. So um, it was an exciting um, team, to be a, uh, team to be around. What were your emotions like uh, in the latter stages of the FIFA Women's World Cup? Uh, as we know, we got to the semi-final stage for the first time. What were you like watching, of course, the penalty shootout and Courtney Vine getting uh, and hitting the, the winning penalty and, of course, then going to that semi-final against England? Uh, what were you like knowing you'd been there and in some ways done that? Yeah, it's, it's still quite stressful. I think it might be more stressful being a spectator where you can't kick the ball yourself but um you know it was really nerve-wracking stressful but it's also very exciting and um I'm glad the girls were able to to get as far as they did unfortunately not all the way where where we'd all liked them to be but um you know I don't think they disappointed um the country you're an outstanding defender in your career with Brisbane with Perth and of course with the Matildas uh, what do you expect in these three games coming up? Uh, 60,000, a sellout at Optus, a sellout for the other two games at HBF Park. Over 100,000 people will view the three games uh, as the Matildas prepare for Olympic qualification. What do you think we'll see over the next week or so? Well, I think it's um, hopefully starts a, a bit of a movement here in Perth and, and gets that following, but certainly for the Matildas, I think it'll be... Um, good three games to get them together again after a massive tournament, which is obviously, you know, you come down a little bit from a, from such a high of a World Cup. So it'll be good to get them back together and, and three games that are obviously important key games for them. And um, I think there'll be some exciting football being played over these three games. It'll be tough because, um, you know, the teams are, are maybe lower ranked, but um, certainly it allows for them to, use their creativity and, and create some goals. And um, I think the fans will really get behind it. A couple of final questions before I let you go. Uh, we were very excited, no doubt, Sam Kerr. Uh, Sam Kerr now is very much at the top of her career playing with Chelsea. I think she's roughly 30 years of age. Ten years to her junior is Mary Fowler, who scintillated uh, many an audience uh, at that FIFA Women's World Cup. Can you give us your thoughts on what sort of career Mary could have over the next, say, decade? Well, Mary's another far north Queensland girl, so um, <laughs> I think yeah, we grow them well. No, um, look, I think Mary's got great talent. Um, she's sort of been identified young, but I think um, certainly in this World Cup, uh, just past, she, she's shown her ability and, and she can hold her own, and I think she's a really exciting player, Um She's got great technique, and, and you can see that by the way she finishes goals. So um, I think she's only at the beginning of a, of a long, fabulous career. Will you reconnect with any of your former teammates while they're in town? Yeah, I've reached out to a couple, so um, hopefully I can squeeze them in in between their 
busy schedule and um, and my work schedule. So, um, but if not, I'll definitely be at all three games and and show my support. Well done, Kim. You're an outstanding player, outstanding individual. As I said, uh, the raptures from your final coach being Alex Aparkas and the Perth Glory CEO just test, puts testimony to the contribution that you've made to club and country. Thanks for your time today, and hopefully we'll see you uh, either at Optus or at HBF Park and what promises to be an exciting week in a bit here in Perth. Excellent. Thanks for having me, Peter. Kim Carroll joining us here on Sports Day WA for the Kia EV6 GT, the World Performance Car of the Year, and Toolmart, the Complete Tool Centre, serving WA for over 45 years. She was a heck of a player. All right, we're going to take a break, come back with more on the other side of the break. Don't go away. You can join us on the Tempera Bedshed text machine, 0487 736 736. Are you going to the games this weekend? As we know, it starts Thursday night, the big game here at Optus Stadium on Sunday, and, of course, uh, the other game played at HBF Park early next week. Are you going? What are you looking forward to seeing? Temperate Bedshed text machine 0487 736 736. Back with more of Sports Day after the break.